listen to Europa Rocks live from Bulgaria. Listen to Europa Rocks live from Bulgaria. Listening to Europa Rocks on Radio Nope. I'm Maxim. I'm Martin. And you're listening to Europa Rocks on Radio Nope. And I'm Martin. Today, tonight, or uh, it depends on where you are, where you are from right now. Uh, we have. It actually doesn't matter where you are, where you're from right now, because if you're listening, you're in for a treat because we have a really, really good show dedicated to the art of making art. of making metal artworks yes what is your favorite artwork my favorite artwork it's going to be very cliche related to a music album of course i think it's going to be it's like it's a great cliche but uh, the dark side of the moon You have to, a lot to explain. I don't. I just. I never actually got what it meant. Like you have the like you have the prism, which is uh, like in the center of the like in the center of the artwork. But I never like found out how it, it relates to the dark side of the moon concept. I spent many times, uh, many hours thinking about it, but forgot it all after smoking a lot of weed. Uh huh. So. I guess it has to do with light or something, or the absence of it. Ah, oh, this, this was very, this was very deep. No, uh, actually, I haven't thought about uh, what's my favorite artwork. I, it's very interesting how artworks uh, tend to relate to music and how they are created. Like even because uh, today a lot of bands need to do like the artwork by themselves and the results are like very bad. Have you heard the term it's so bad it's good? <laughs> yes. Uh, but what we also heard was Denison from France. This was uh, the song that you heard before our beautiful single and the beautiful voice Marta uh, of Europa Rogues. This was Denison from Montpellier uh, with their song The Fall from their recently released EP called Songs from the Kraken, the Georges Session Kraken. Yeah, I think Martin, as a person who was uh, raised by the sea, can appreciate the artwork of. Yeah, Denison. I love everything related to the sea. Mm, but, beautiful, but so bad you can't see it. Uh, okay, I'll try to explain it really quick. It's a black and white graphic <laughs> illustration of a kraken, like of the tentacles of a giant squid crushing a boat everything is black and white except for the logo of the band which is yellow and the band is called Denison which is D-E-N-I-Z-E-N so how many uh, albums album covers of a Kraken uh, destroying a ship have you seen I'm not really sure probably many or none because I can't think of any single one right now 
I think there is an art stagnation in the metal genre, but we'll talk about this with our guest later today or tonight. Which, and we're going to tell you who the guest is a bit, little bit later. Uh, right now we're going to hear another song by a band called Stonebride. They're from Croatia. And they're doing like kind of more melodic, like really melodic and poppy doom and stoner, but what? but a lot of uh, with a lot of vocals. Like um, main, it kind of really sounds more like Alice in Chains, to be honest. A lot of vocals. Yes. Sure. Okay, let's hear Stonebright from Croatia with Lowest Supreme from their album Heavy Envelope. Child 
This was Stonebride from Croatia with their song Lowest Supreme, and you're listening, of course, in, to Europa Rogues on Radio Nope. On Radio Nope, 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 Nope. And uh, because we want to save time for our guest, we're going to be very quick in introducing our new segment to the show, which is called the Iron Curtain Blues. I think. Perfect. Just let me stop the backing track for a quick second. All right. Please, Marto, grace us with uh, the sound of the Iron Curtain Blues. The idea for the Iron Curtain Blues... The idea for the Iron Curtain Blues is to present a song from the 60s, 70s or 80s or 90s uh, from Europe in which those years Europe was kind of divided by a thing called uh, the Iron Curtain. So it will stick by the 60s and okay, 60s 70s. And 70s. All right, 60s and 70s, like really old European bands from the dawn of rock and roll on the old continent. And why are we doing this? And without agitating you, <laughs> I choose a song today by a German band called Agitation Free. It's a crowd rock band. Play some background music, please. Okay, and we're done with the harmonica. Okay, this was for the jingle. Yeah, All we'll right. never repeat that. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yes. Part of the large crowd rock family during the late 60s and the 70s, members also part of Ashra Tempo, Eruption, and Guru Guru, Tangerine Dream. This entirely instrumental piece of their second album, named simply Second, you know, with a digit ND, is less experimental, they're more in, on the bluesy side of German musical swamp that is largely known as crowd rock. The first album was inspired by their tour through Egypt, Greece and Cyprus, sponsored by the German Goethe Institute. I have a diploma from the Goethe Institute, by the way. Do you have an English diploma from the Goethe Institute? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it obvious? I think it, it shows. Uh, it's obvious that you have two diplomas. None. <laughs> Later that year, they performed at the 72 Munich Olympics. Do you remember this? It was so long ago. As a person born in 87, I remember all of them. The song that we are about to hear is from their second album released in 1973, though. And guitarist Schwenke was replaced first by Stefan Diaz. Why am I reading this? What is this? Is this off Wikipedia? I think yes. Okay. <laughs> Then I'll tell you something more that's more interesting. Yeah, tell me more about Agitation Blue. Oh, okay. Free. Of course, a lot of analog scenes and uh, sounding like birds singing in a garden, etc. And a guitar light motif that is really catchy. You hear it just you know, a minute, I guess, or even less. Uh, the band released two albums in the early 70s, one in 72 and one in 73, and two more in the late 80s, uh, 90s, sorry, both in 1999. I guess they wanted to do some comeback. Uh, I, I don't think it worked. I think they uh, they actually made a comeback in 2003 and went for a series of uh, concerts in Japan. 
where they like recorded a series of five albums. Uh, th this is what crowd rock bands usually do. They're so experimental that they put a lot of live albums out and not so many studio. <laughs> okay, hopefully we will be better prepared for the next Iron Curtain Blues with a, a bluesy soundtrack yeah. and uh, a little bit more information. But for now, let's hear Agitation Free from Germany in the silence of the morning sunrise.
You're listening to Evropa Rocks on Radio Nope. That's correct. You're listening to Evropa Rocks on Radio Nope. And we are one song away from hearing from our guest. And I think it's time we announce him. His name is Kostin Kiorano and he's from Romania. He's um, Kostin is a Romanian graphic designer, illustrator and video artist. He's also owner of Twilight 13 Media, frontman of Bloodway, the band we're going to hear now. He's also a solo artist and the creator, creator of artworks for bands spanning from Ghost to Mayhem. Kostin takes the realm of the heavy metal artwork to a deeper level and keeps doing exhibitions featuring personal projects in which the themes and concepts are emerging from a place where metal music interlaces with a complex philosophical analysis. Well, wow. I guess this uh, he wrote this himself. Uh, I know the... I mean, I don't know the guy, but I've seen a lot of... Uh stuff he did he did for the Roadburn Festival. This is uh, how I got introduced to him and his works of art. Okay, you have the chance to ask him a few design questions as a person who deal, deals in design. And I'm going to ask him as a person who doesn't deal in design, we'll ask him how do I install Photoshop. So uh, we're next, going next, next, next. Yeah, the next song is by his band, Bloodway, and uh, the song I chose is called Free Ends from the album Sunstone Voyager and the Clandestine Horizon, which came out in 2014 on I Voidhanger Records. What so is this label? Sorry to interrupt you. I, it's a black metal label, predominantly, I think so. Is it Romanian? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, let's hear Bloodway with free ends and wait for our guests.
Dear passengers, welcome to Europa Rogues Airlines. You have just boarded flight 420, flying to Berlin, Sofia, Budapest, Paris, London, Prague, Pomori and many more. The flight includes beverages and the best in European underground music. Prepare for takeoff from the heart of the Balkans with Europa Rogues on Radio Now. Hello, you're listening to Europa Rogues on Radio Nope, and hopefully on the phone with us is Kostin Kiorano. Kostin, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, perfect. The sound is great. Me and Martin were very worried before the show because uh, for some reason uh, the Skype didn't work. But now we're very happy that we're going to have you as our first international guest. So, hello. how are you Thank doing? Thank you so much for this honor. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm fine. Well, I'm trying to recover a bit after a very long day of filming in uh, in the cold um, countryside of uh, Romania, so to say. Basically, we were filming quite close of Bulgaria. <laughs> really? Where? So we, we, well, it was like a village, like 20 kilometers of the Giurgiu border, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. For, so for our listeners... For our listeners across the ocean, uh, Romania and Bulgaria are neighbors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's get to the point. You just saw Voivod and did some artwork for them. How was yeah, that? Yeah, that? Well, that's amazing. Basically, my passion for Voivod uh, started back in the mid-90s, where I just discovered them to all the black market of the bootleg cassettes which was in the post-communist Romania and uh, I remain a huge fan of them until now and you know it, it was amazing when I met them for the first time and it happened at Rodburn festival a few years ago if I remember well it was 2013 I think and uh, Well, what can I say? Since then, uh, we just uh, shared a lot of uh, a lot of things and talks, and uh, we discussed a lot. And I got pretty close with the way, which is one of my main influences, so to say, at some points. And he's a really cool guy, and uh, I have all my admiration for his mus musician as musician and also as Uh, artist, graphic artist, and yeah, it was one of the many Voivod shows which I saw since then, and uh, yeah, it was amazing, really nice to meet them every time. So and, it was uh, kind of it was kind of meeting your heroes, like your childhood heroes. Yeah, exactly. And which was which was, when... and what was the the first like uh, what the fuck moment when you decided to do like design? What what was the first band that uh, you couldn't believe that you're doing art for? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Well, I Because think you've done the... you've done so many. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you've done uh, stuff for Ghost at the Gates, for Opeth, Arch Enemy, Dark Throne, Nipon Death, like uh, the, the list goes on. But which was the first band that like really hit you that uh, you, <laughs> I don't know, uh, you hit yeah. the lotto? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Back in the days, I, I think it was like 2004, 
2014 or uh, no sorry 2004 uh, sorry I'm a, I'm a bit tired after all this day uh, yeah it was 2004 or 2005 I think when I start working with uh, Sentinex uh, it was a dead metal band from Sweden which happens to, to be a fan of since I was a kid and uh, well back in the days that was my first uh, you know really uh, crazy thing to be proud of and uh, I don't know it was like a dream and yeah and not a lot of people were... not a lot of people know that uh, Bulgaria and Romania were uh, became part of the European Union as uh, partnering countries so uh, both of us uh, shared the same uh, sense of disconnection from the rest of the world like in terms well, of uh, going to to shows or like being part of the like uh, the the western rock culture So uh, I guess it's uh, like every success that uh, we've like accomplished, uh, yeah. like music-wise or art-wise, it's uh, kind of double. Like we feel it that yeah. it's uh, like overcoming extra ob obstacles to get there. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it yeah. that like? For, uh, was it like that for you? Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, maybe I can say that it was more than triple. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. You put it. it You put it very well, and that's that's true. It was, you know, in 2003 when I started, like, let's say, officially, you know, doing this kind of stuff. Everybody around me here, uh, starting with the metal bands, which I which I knew, uh, with my friends, not to mention my parents, of course. Everybody yeah. thought that this is totally retarded thing. It was like pointless and what the hell are you doing there you know what's that and what it's used for <laughs> you know it was like why don't you grow up what? stop uh, doing uh, your tape designs like stop doing Ex your uh, artwork for your own uh, bands exactly yeah yeah the job costing yeah it was really tough you know i mean even the The starting point was horrible because, like I said, even the very close people, you know, from my very personal life were like, you know, shocked and, uh, well, not shocked, but they didn't give a fuck about that, you know. And, uh, they weren't very supportive. Let's put it like that, even if it sounds more <laughs> positive than it was, you know. <laughs> Let's Great. put it like that. <laughs> oh. So, uh... You just, uh, you just, uh, you went to Greece recently, yeah. uh, which was um, connected to uh, your, uh, actually your soul records, uh, except for your uh, work fronting Bloodway. Uh, cheers to Mihai, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for except for your work in Bloodway, you have uh, a lot of solo records. Uh, which kind of, with, uh, given that you have uh, like your uh, design background, uh, kind of urges you to turn them into multimedia projects, which are very interesting. Uh, yeah, can you well, tell me a, a little bit more more about uh, your last solo record? Uh, yeah, the last solo record was made uh, like. A, uh, It's called. There is a place called home, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. And it's about my childhood, you know, about the place where I spent half of my childhood, basically, which was in a pretty remote area in the countryside, uh, 
with hills and very nice nature, pretty close to mountains a bit. And um, well, I wanted to, you know, I, I felt at one point uh, being more and more disconnected to my roots, so to say, because for years now I'm going everywhere uh, and everywhere but my origin place, you know. Yeah. So uh, I uh, I felt a lot of nostalgic feelings and stuff related to my childhood, and I, I wanted to make like a like a tribute, like a to show my my respect and also to to mark it somehow in time with a with a specific thing. Also, it's kind of uh, dark though. It's it's kind of dark. Uh... Uh, like presenting the video, well, one of the videos for the for the first song, uh, you said that uh, there are a lot of uh, photos of animals, and that uh, each animal in the in the photos of the the video for the first song are basically dead now, except for a certain horse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe it's sounds... kind of dark. Yeah, it's pretty dark uh, introduction. I know, but. Uh... It's very true. I mean, basically, there were pictures taken in the last 11 years, let's say 10, but uh, it was a bit more. And uh, of course, you know, when I took the very first pictures, everything was already turning, you know, down and uh, uh, my grandparents were getting really old and uh, they couldn't uh, take care too much of the stuff like they did in back in the days. and. You know, yeah, things are changing and it's normal. Like, you know, we are all getting old, including animals, uh, people, animals. So all, all of us, we are gonna die once. So <laughs> I know it sounds pretty dark, but what the hell? It's what it is. So uh, I, I, I just felt the need to mention this in order to, you know, it's a very personal record. I, I didn't have any perspective with it i was just very happy that svart records released it as, as such a wonderful piece on this uh, mm. special vinyl but uh, besides that you know it and it's available just... and it's available on svart records okay uh we're pushing through time so uh and we have to tell the listeners of radio and open europa rogues that uh, yeah. you picked um, a few songs for us tonight uh connected to hopefully stories uh, that you have with the artwork that you've done for those bands. Uh, the first song that we're going to hear tonight from your selection is At The Gates. Uh, and it's the song The Language of the Dead. Can you tell us why did you pick that song? Well, from many reasons, but let's start with the, the most important one. You know, uh, when I heard for the very far first the album, I simply didn't understood why they they keep this song for for the bonus track. In my uh, and I said that to them personally. You know, in my opinion, this could be the very first single out of the album, and if I will hear that as a huge fan, which I am, I will be blown away. You know, but yeah, that was my opinion. So I, I remain with a bigger heart attachment to this song precisely so yeah this is the short version so to say <laughs> all right so let's hear at the gates with the language of the dead and afterwards we're going to have one more song it's going to be king crimson uh you picked one time uh you asked me to find uh 
a Japanese release, like a Japanese live uh, version uh, from the 80s, yeah. but uh, I couldn't find uh, one like no, that. It so, matter. so it's a uh, wonderful what, song anyway. Uh, so the one that I found is like uh, is a uh, live at Nakano Sun Plaza uh, from mm -hmm. 1995. So I hope that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Very fine. No worries. <laughs> okay, no worries. This is the this is the Balkan uh, mentality. Uh, you yeah. ask you, you ask somebody if something is going to happen five times. He says yes, and at the end you say, "Eh, well, if it doesn't happen, so let's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's hear at the gates with the language of the dead." Dead. No piercing the silence. The 
Thank you. Listen to Europa Rogues live from Bulgaria. Hello, you're listening to Europa Rogues on Radio Nope. And our guest is our guest is Kostin Kiorano. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Kostin, are you there? Hello, Kostin. Kostin, do you hear me? Whoa. Have we lost Kostin? Just one second. Okay. Let us hear a little bit of Agatus and we'll figure out what happened. Oh, Kostin, do you hear me? Kostin. Yeah. Oh, you're here. All right. So. Yeah. All right. We'll go back to our conversation. Oh, goddamn Skype. All right. So, where were we? we? Oh, yes. We were listening to King Crimson. We were listening to the One Time song. Can you tell us yeah. why did you pick that one? Well, it's my favorite uh, King Crimson song, and uh, I really think that it's one of the greatest songs ever wrote on this planet, but I cannot explain why in just one sentence. I don't know, it's appealing to me at uh, many levels, from lyrics to the way, you know, the instrumental part goes together with the whole idea and everything. It's like, I don't know, for me it's mind-blowing. It's I tried to choose the songs which were uh, late, lately in my playlist and they were, well, not lately, like in the last year, so to say, So, which I consider the most uh, interesting, so, yeah. So, if uh, Robert Fripp called you and asked you to do the artwork for the Court of the Crimson King, into the Court of the Crimson King, you'll probably pee your pants. Uh, I think I will faint. First of all, and after that, probably <laughs> things will go out. <laughs> so, for uh, so Robert Fripp, as our um, most esteemed listener, uh, please call Costin. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> next time you true. Thank uh, you so much, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, who knows? No, but, but uh, yeah. what if uh, they do a like a, a triple a blood red vinyl, uh, like deluxe edition? Well, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's get back down, down to earth. <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> which is the first artwork that you first, uh, like, you first copied? Like, because every everyone starts by copying, like, their favorite, like, artwork. Or was it like that for you? Well, for me, what's strange, I mean, I think I, of, of course, I think I have this phase but uh, I think it was a bit different because I, I, uh, basically what I'm doing now it's uh, ha having its base on 
uh, my work in the 90s, in the last five years, in the 90s uh, area, which when I was uh, basically buying a lot of uh, shitty bootlegs from the market and many of them they had, uh, I mean the cassettes, they had like a horrible uh, Xerox kind of uh, covers and you couldn't see any kind of detail or I mean it doesn't matter if it was like uh, some gothic band or some dead metal band all of them they were looking like uh, the first demo of mayhem or something like that you know yeah so <laughs> so uh, from one point uh, when I started to get in touch with our single local magazine from back then which was heavy metal magazine and they had this review section in colors and i could see some of the original paintings or original covers of what i had back home i realized that hey wait a second it's like a big difference and i felt like you know i i can try to make them look better for my own collection so this is the way i started uh, to copy the originals for myself, you know, in order to have like a proper collection and to show my uh, gratitude to the music in my, of course, in my very poor level, you know, because yeah, I was... How old are you? Uh, well, I'm 35. No, but right uh, how old were you then? Ah, uh, well, like 12, 13, something like that. 12, 13. So you're if you're 35 this was like 13 years ago in 2004 uh, no I'm talking about uh, 22 years ago oh right oh, I'm sorry yeah. I'm, I'm very bad at math that that's why I'm a that's why I'm a drummer that's why I'm a drummer I I'm just really bad at math otherwise <laughs> As well, that's why I got scared so so easily, you know, because I I, I was start thinking like, oh man, I'm so <laughs> fucking old. I mean, <laughs> 35, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was the age around 94 when I really started doing this. And uh, man, 94 in Romania. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. At and, least in, uh, at least in oh. Bulgaria, our soccer team had like some. Uh, major wins otherwise it was i think it was even worse here yeah well i don't know i mean i have several friends i can say that i have pretty many friends in bulgaria and but i didn't have any time the opportunity to speak more about and i, w I will try to do that to fix that next time you know to talk about uh, the 90s because yeah i think we have many things in common and we understand each other pretty well <laughs> about those times and uh, yeah that was the age where i started basically to copy some things but at the same time is the age when i started to do also original things for pretty big bands without i mean with of course without their knowledge because it was just mm -hmm the kid with my poor cassettes in my own uh, you know bedroom so that was it and uh, but sometimes you couldn't find the original cover because you didn't have the internet you didn't had we had just this poor magazine which the guys were more focused on uh, uh, heavy metal or prog or stuff like that and of course back in the days i was obsessed by doom by black metal by dead metal and extreme music in general so 
it was pretty difficult to find some covers and then basically i started to invent stuff just hearing the album over and over again and i had the first uh, original encounters with the music you know so since then basically i'm doing what i'm doing but that was totally underground i mean beyond underground it was <laughs> this, this leads uh, this leads to my uh, next question very naturally uh which is your now uh, because you need to hear the music you need to like process it through your uh like process it through your brain through your consciousness and you need to come up with an image uh saying that what is your favorite visual and audio collaboration it might be a concert it might be the artwork for some album but um the way that uh the the visuals are like complementing uh the like the music and uh, the music is uh, uh like and the visuals are becoming part of the like the whole experience in a like uh truly homogenous way which is like which is that for you mm. well tough question because i need to confess that in the last years i had many things like that i mean many projects with and which end out pretty pretty nice from this point of view and uh i don't know uh maybe i will what i will choose is more uh, personal so to say i mean maybe what i will choose is uh having connection with uh, how well this pretty wrong what i want to say what the hell anyway um i don't know it's pretty difficult let's say well It was like um, I think the animated videos, if I can call them like that, because I'm not precisely doing animation. Is something weird there, which I have done for At the Gates and uh, Spiritual Beggars. It's really deep one, and uh, and concerning the covers, I think I don't know the last. Uh, yeah, the second Tau Cross album, which I made the cover of, it's also very, very deep connected into everything. And but, like I said, there are many of them because uh, few years ago, you know, I didn't had that many projects which were um, uh, when uh, the client, so to say, I, I hate this word, but. What the hell? The band, the musicians which I am working with, they were sending me the music as well. You know, back in the days, it was like more, uh, let's say, they were more and now safe. They aren't? And, they're not now. They yeah, are. no, no, yeah, exactly. Now that's why there are many good projects right now in the last years because yeah, many of them, most of them actually are doing this, and this increase. I mean, the, the people really understood that for me it's really important because. They saw that you know they are not sending me as a special album, and I'm drawing like a normal thing. It's yeah. like getting crazy out there. And I, 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 yeah. this is this is very uh, this is very interesting because uh, I want uh, I want to ask you something that I, I feel it's happening in the the metal artwork uh, universe. I don't know if yeah. you uh, I don't know if you agree, but I kind of feel there is a like kind of a stagnation. Like all of the all of the images that uh, bands are using for their uh, like for their artwork, it's like kind of getting overused. 
And even though uh, like certain images are becoming cliches, bands are still yeah. like still using them. Like how if you go like for example to uh, Roadburn or uh, like some like uh, bigger uh, festivals like Vakan Metal Open Air or whatever, like uh, mm-hmm. you wouldn't uh, like you wouldn't have like a millisecond without seeing a T-shirt uh, with a skull on it. For example. Oh man, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, and this is you are again very, very fine, positive. You know, I mean, just one T-shirt, maybe one million T-shirts no, with it, a skull on it. But yeah, what, what do you think? Because there aren't, uh, I think there aren't a lot of original ideas visually, uh, to complement the music. Are the yeah. ba- are the bands poor and they can't afford the the services of uh, professionals like you? Or just they choose uh, like something easier, or I don't know what what's the reason that uh, this is like not uh, like developing, and uh, to kind of continue the question, which are your favorite designers that kind of are uh, try to break away from those like metal cliches? Well, uh, I, I will start with the first question about uh, why things are not. Uh, evolving in this area but do you agree uh, do you agree that they're not evolving yeah of course i agree <laughs> of course i mean it's obviously i don't know why the hell are so many people which are trying to bury this subject you know because it's um, how can i say i mean even now it was like a small explosion a few years ago when more uh, artists like i don't know five or six they got uh, more well known uh, around the world and after a few years you start to see like uh, you know the new cover of uh, x band you know you see the cover and you know that is made by that guy and it feels like you know it's like uh, something limited you know like something on the shelf of a supermarket and you have nothing to choose from except this uh, five or six i mean this is the way it appears at some point uh, but this is just one percent of the problem and that's the maybe the best part of it like uh, there, there aren't a lot of good designers no 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 i'm not saying that i'm saying that uh few years ago five or six of them they started to have more success and of course many everybody bands, wants uh, to work with them yeah exactly but th- this i repeat myself this is the best part of the problem the the rest of the crap is based somewhere in between because there are many bands which don't care about their visuals as long they are uh, they are starting to be unsafe which is exactly the word they are using and i don't understand i mean after all unsafe yeah i mean safe what the hell i mean we are not in the corporation metal should be like the most uh, i don't know crazy thing out there right and and this is not challenging uh, anybody right now metal is not challenging anybody hip-hop music is challenging more people than metal yeah and that, i mean that's a big subject uh, starting with the music the music is safe everybody's sounding the same more or less in the same genre i mean if you are playing trash metal or satanic trash metal you know you need to sound like shit in the vein of x band you know and everybody is desperate to have its own i repeat myself shelf in the supermarket which i don't like you know i mean yeah, That's just, why just the I fact like... that you don't like to refer to your uh, uh, to the bands that you work with uh, as clans uh, is very commendable. 
Uh, it's very in the spirit of uh, Do It Yourself and uh, Mr. Ian Mackay of Fugazi. Yeah. Son of a... Um, uh, what do you mean? Sorry, I, I think I... <laughs> no, uh, I just... Uh, it's, you have a very hardcore, like, hardcore punk attitude towards, uh, like, the, the way things should be, and I totally agree. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but, you know... People should be more real, and uh, that's why, uh, I mean, believe me, I, I really like, really, uh, the the great uh, metal albums, I kind of miss them, you know, and lately, there are like, I don't know, 10 per year, or few, you know, but if you are analyzing and analyzing the whole uh, thing, from, uh, from our Can you name more albums? Music? Can you name more hmm? of your favorite albums that you kind of miss? Well, like one of the latest albums. Like the, the the best latest album, that kind of reminds you of those like days of, in which stuff was more creative. Well, the last Voivod, I guess, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. There are few others, but uh, I need to confess that lately I got more and more into what I kind of forgot from the '90s. Maybe, I mean, like strange bands and stuff like that, because I find them more interesting and more uh, appealing at all the levels, even from artworks, you know, it, it, maybe they had like a shitty photo on the cover, but that has a lot of things in common with their atmosphere. So, I mean, everything was, yeah, sometimes can be, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. All right, so we're moving on with the next song that you picked for us. Uh, I already kind of announced it while I was freaking out that we lost the Skype connection. Uh, we're going to hear Agatus with uh, the band yeah. uh, with the, the song "The Oath." Ah, uh, oh, by the way, sorry. This is one. Uh, this is the latest, greatest album which I discovered. All sorry, right. This is. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I picked the show. Uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> That's why I uh, picked the song because uh, it's. Basically a totally underground record. They didn't do any promotion like they uh, like uh, nowadays labels are doing or bands, and it's just a matter of mouth, you know. Yeah, in I actually, friends. I, yeah, as a, as a person is in a band, I completely relate. Uh, the, the last time I, I had anything to do with uh, something that uh, closely related to like music business is uh, being asked eight euro for uh, album review. So you know, we can see how, how bad things are going. So we're going to hear Agatus with the Oath of Magic and Fire from their album The Eternalist, uh, recommended by our dear guest, Costin Chiorano. So let's hear Agatus with the Oath and afterwards Earth Electric with Meditate, Meditate. Thank you, Costin. Yeah, thank you as well.
Listen to Evropa Rogues live from Bulgaria. You're listening to Evropa Rogues live from Bulgaria on Radio Nope. Our guest tonight or today, depends on where you're listening from, is Kostin Kiorano, who is a designer, also the main composer behind Bloodway, who have a new album coming out. Uh, Kostin, are you there? Yeah, yeah. All right, so everything's perfect. Uh, do you want to share something uh, about the new record for Bloodway? I know it's coming on uh, November 3rd. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. Is it uh, coming out uh, at this uh, with this from the same label, the I Voidhanger Records? Yeah, yeah, it's our third record uh, released by the same label. We have like a very nice relationship with them, and yeah, it will be released on 3rd of November. Even the first show we will have in order to promote the album will be on the 2nd of November. Doesn't matter, the third still remains the release date. Yeah, it's uh, this album precisely is like the end of a story which. And it's called consists... uh, A Fragile Riddle Crypting Clues. A Fragile Riddle Crypting Clues. That's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, I am, uh, <laughs> I am master of the fucked up uh, album names. I think we have pretty crazy ones so far. So, yeah, this uh, third album it is closing a circle which is described by all three, you know, it's like a, uh, like a whole story which ends the last song from this album. That doesn't mean that we will go, you know, out and that doesn't mean the band stops. It's just, you know, we were working on this uh, trilogy from the beginning and we just finished it with this one. It's the most mature and, but you know, you can hear that from all the bands. But for me, honestly, <laughs> really is the best thing I ever done musically into metal since I started to play guitar many years ago. Better than mediocrity. Well, yeah, in my opinion, it's way better than <laughs> mediocrity. <laughs> Now, the, this uh, this question is uh, uh, a hello from uh, Angel, uh, ah. from Bulgaria, <laughs> yeah, uh, because uh, yeah. he saw uh, he saw you at the the last show uh, for Mediocrity, one of your former bands. Well, uh, when you were playing with Amenra, mm -hmm. yeah. So he says hi with that question. Um, ah, hello, hello, Angel. <laughs> Uh, the next question comes from Ivan, who uh, wants to ask uh, how did the the warning artwork happen uh, for watching from a distance? Well, that was a really deep and super emotional project because I'm a huge fan of that album. And uh, can you give when, uh, the people uh, a little bit more information about like what exactly happened? Because uh, Ivan and you know what happened, but. What was yeah, the project well, involved? Well, I started to talk with uh, Patrick Walker, you know, and um, the discussion was uh, so free and so deep from the beginning. And, you know, my, my biggest, uh, you know, curiosity was to hear from his mouth or basically from his lines, because we were talking by email, 
about uh, you know the insights of the lyrics because I felt all the time that I'm super connected with them. I, I read them for many times, but you know I think I didn't. Um, I wasn't sure that I, I got the story exactly how it was supposed to be. So he basically he did like a lot of work and wrote me like tons of lines about every song what was about and I was supposed to come up with illustrations for these uh, descriptions of him you know because uh, I wanted to make it very special and we decided not to do like an animation uh, screening show for uh, for their appearance at Rodburn festival so um, uh we we got to the point where we decided that uh, the music is so uh deep and solemn that we cannot go with that much movement on the stage so well, we came up with this idea of having like a painting for each song so yeah it was very difficult believe me to illustrate such uh, abstract uh, combination of deep feelings i don't know how to say it more complex complete than that i mean it's something very personal from him something which like maybe a, a very very close friend can tell you one time in your life about a very deep experiences experiences he had so yeah this was it but for me it was like ama amazing i love to have like the most difficult uh, teams to illustrate because those are getting out the i don't know the real flame of creativity i think i don't know but at least in my case okay and we have so, time for one last questions and uh, one last question and we're letting you go uh hmm. With your experience in uh, like working with uh, American bands as well as uh, European bands, uh, what would you say is uh, the major difference in, uh, in whatever, like uh, in the attitude that uh, in their attitude in approaching music, uh, the way that they communicate, uh, the way that they handle uh, themselves with uh, like money or whatever? Like, what's the mm -hmm. like what's the difference uh, overall vibe? that you felt of working with bands from across the ocean and the ones from here, from Europe? Yeah, well, first of all, I need to say that uh, I didn't work with the same amount of bands from Europe uh, and States. I mean, uh, in States, I didn't have that many clients, so to say. So my answer would be like, uh, I mean, I can make the, comp you know, the to compare them, I, I can try to compare them, but still you need to take in consideration this factor, you know? All right. And uh, yeah, but in general, I need to confess that uh, from States is um, coming a more cha chaotic way of uh, treating things more or less. I mean, maybe a more easy going in a, uh, in a strange way. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, maybe Europeans are uh, more um, poetic, more uh, deep, more, I don't know, it's not a general rule. But yeah, yeah, we're not, not, we're not trying to generalize, we're not pitting American bands versus European bands, just like uh, some observations yeah. that, uh, that you had. 
Okay, Kostin, unfortunately, uh, the conversation is very, very interesting. Uh, just to remind yeah. the people to be on the lookout for the new Bloodway Records, which is coming on November 3rd on iVoidHanger Records from Italy. The record is called A Fragile Riddle Crypting Clues. Okay, I actually said it this time. So, uh, yeah. the, last, the last song that you picked for us is, of course, a classic. It's by Thin Lizzy. Uh, it's yeah. uh, the last song from the album. Uh, it's The Black Rose. So, yes. what's your connection with this song? And what is your what are your last words for our audience tonight? Well, first of all, I would like to thank you guys very much uh, for uh, your invitation. It means a lot for me. And, of course, because we, we have a lot in common in our background and stuff, uh, makes things even easier. It was a, a really pleasant time. Uh, yes, I'm, go I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to cry, and Werner Herzog <laughs> has something to say. <laughs> yeah, and about Tin Lizzy, well, it's uh, I don't know. I love this band. It's the perfection, uh, in my opinion, uh, related to wilderness and uh, you know the the feeling of being free and uh, to play rock and roll in a very I don't know. The way it should be, if you ask me. I don't know. I love the band at all the levels, and this is one of my favorite songs, which shows the poetry into pure rock and roll thing. So, oh man, yeah, you're, this stop is it. it, stop it! You're going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, okay, I, I, I'm, yeah. we're, we're, uh, let's leave with uh, those beautiful words and hear some Thin Lizzy with Black Rose. Thank you, Costin, and I hope I'll hear from you again very, very soon. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.
No, you idiot. You're listening to Europa Rocks on Radio Nope.
Tribulation Nation. Tribulation Nation. By Cadaver from Germany. And you're listening to Europa Rogues on Radio Noob. Yes. That was very, very nice. This guest was super interesting. And, and he was our only our second guest so far. I think we're getting wow. better at interviews. Yes. Um, I, I don't know where to start from. It was so interesting. I, don't, I just want to m- mention uh, the story about Warning. It's a UK doom band. We didn't say that. And we didn't announce one song that... Uh, we didn't play one song that he picked. By Sentenced. And uh, the song that... Um, we played was by Earth Electric. Yeah, we didn't announce that uh, one of the bands that uh, Costin chose was Earth Electric with their song Meditate Meditate, which uh, came out in 2017 on their album, uh, Volume 1, Solar. And uh, my opinion about uh, album artworks, uh, bad example, probably they tried to go, it's so bad it's good but we just listened to Cadavar and the cover art of their latest album I, I don't like it Mierda Scheiße <laughs> It has a skull Oh it has a skull <laughs> on a, No it's, it's, in, on it's a put stick. in a different in, in, in an interesting way but Is I, there a raven? I, ravens are super metal and I, super rock I, I can't say that but they're not rock So The album is called Rough Times Do you think we are living in rough times? Right now, I think we lived in rougher times with our last show. <laughs> right, right now, the road is getting really, like, it's getting asphalted. We're asphalting the road to success of Europa Rogues with such interviews. Well, it's just like your the opinion, sky's man. The, <laughs> <laughs> the sky's the limit or the floor. Anyway, it has been more than five years since uh, Berlin's trio debut and five album albums later they proved to be the hard-working germs <coughs> Germans yeah because five years ago you thought yeah five years ago you saw them in front of 50 people here in Sofia Bulgaria and right now they're I don't know are they supporting some like big tour or They've What's the latest success of Katavar? I, as far as I know, they've been touring literally all the time, everywhere. I mean, they never stop for all this. It's just five years, but they released five albums. Okay, w- one of them is a split album with a French band called uh, Oscillation. Fuck it. Anyway. Uh, Tribulation Nation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Though they they sound really really great, I don't know if uh, the reason for this is for this might be that they are signed to Nuclear Blast and getting more advanced money on like mixing and mastering budgets. I don't know. I Or don't know. like huge producers like Rick Rubin. Maybe if they play Rick Rubin India. is going to do the next Cadaver. <laughs> What? Rick Rubin is going to produce the next Cadaver. I, I just got that news. Like the. The cadaver guys uh, sent us an email. Wow! Said, "Wow, you, we can't play the, uh, we can't believe that you're uh, playing uh, tribulation." Nation. I saw them in front of 50 people f- more than five years. Ago. I don't. I think it was five years ago. Ju- I'm not really sure. They p- made a great, great, great appearance. 
and couple of just a few years later, like three years later, maybe. Man, I I need something to drink. All right. Uh, well, one more thing. It was it was as as good as in the small room, but in front of three thousand people. On a, I think it was desert fest. You have any water here? Yes, we have water and we have beer. So uh, what we're going to hear now is a French band called As We Draw with their song Denial out of their album Mirages. Uh, they're not as popular as Cadaver, but they sure are heavy. So let's hear As We Draw with Denial. listening to Europa Rogues on Radio Nope. That was a quick one. Yes, this was As We Draw With Denial from France. Uh, an interesting thing about uh, this band is uh, that the drummer made uh, is an, another band called Kurvari, which is uh, really good. What? And they're called Kurvari, not with a K, you, you piece of shit. Okay. I don't know. Sometimes... I just don't know what to say. So let's announce the last band. Oh no, uh, the second to last band tonight. Okay, we, we were about to listen to a band from Moscow. It has an, there is a nice Beatles reference. The band is called Lucifer in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> okay, we're going to lead with Lucifer in the Sky with Diamonds because we're running out of time.
this was the Dropper Rose from for tonight from the from the waves of Radio Nope. We had some good times, we had some good talks, we had some good old blues. So goodbye. Let's, yeah, let's just say goodbye from the Dropper Rose. the best from the European underground scene. Listen to Europa Rocks every Sunday on Radio Nope, live from Bulgaria. Visit europarocks.com for extended interviews and more.